It's the Healthy Woman Show on WJR with Ann Thomas and Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, presented by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. Welcome to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. I'm Ann Thomas, and I'm here tonight with Dr. Nicole Boudreaux. Dr. Boudreaux is one of Dr. Carol Kowalczyk's colleagues at the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. On this edition of WJR's Healthy Woman Show, we're going to talk about getting ready for the holidays and the importance of taking care of ourselves while preparing for and participating in all of the holiday activities that are just around the corner. An interesting and informative show coming up next. Welcome to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. I'm Ann Thomas, and I am here with my co-host this month, Dr. Nicole Boudreaux from the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. Dr. Boudreaux, it's great to be co-hosting the show with you. I know, this is so exciting. I am just thrilled to be standing in for Dr. Kowalczyk. And you know... We need to talk about the holidays. We've got Thanksgiving coming up, and then we've got Christmas, and it's just going to be a lot for a lot of people. So I know that you've been thinking a little bit about this. So what kind of advice do you have as we get ready, first of all, for Thanksgiving? You know, what do you do? What are some tips you might have? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have to say, I'm not exactly a poster child for, like, what to do, because I admit I get so overwhelmed. There's all these expectations about having this dish, and, you know, every year we have this. And sometimes I'm all, I even, I started to think about it. I'm like, does anyone even really care if they have you know grandma's special relish that you spend three hours on so I think it's really made me reconsider how do we approach the holidays and what can we do to simplify things so we can actually enjoy them this year what are some of the things that you would consider doing to make things easier more simple gosh well I think you know, I think it's important to figure out what you really want to do. Sure. I think there are some things that we really, truly enjoy doing and we would miss not not doing. And there are some things where we're like, gosh, it's just one more box on our checklist that we're checking off. So for me, like, is making a pumpkin pie like the joy of my life? No, maybe <laughs> on a scale one to 10, that's a three. And I could go to Costco and get a, a, I mean, I think their pies are really good. So I could go to Costco and get a pie and then, hey, it's done. And everybody enjoys it. Nobody, Nobody's worried or upset about that at all. I think you're right about that. Because, you know, if you think about Thanksgiving especially, uh, really, people just like to be together. And they like to celebrate the day and they yes. like to have good food. Now, I know there are people out there in our audience who are spectacular cooks and they take great enjoyment in that. And if they do, they should cook, right? Absolutely. Yes. If that is where you find joy in the holiday, then absolutely you should do that. But if it's something where you're going to be stressed out about how am I going to get all this done and the turkey and all the side dishes, 
some of the things we could do would be ask for help. I'm so bad at this, Anne. I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Just bring yourself. And then I'm running around. And by the time it's time for dinner, I'm so exhausted, I don't even enjoy it. So (laughs) I think asking for help, like, hey, it would be really great. Can you bring the stuffing this year? Or, you know, do you have to have 10 side dishes? Like, you know, it's it's a lot of food if you have just a little bit of each one of them. And do you really need all of those? Oh, it's a very good point. And, you know, and then right out of Thanksgiving, we start up with the Christmas holidays, with the shopping, the decorating, all the different parties. What are you thinking with regard to that? What are some of the things that could be done eh, just to make things a little bit easier? Well, I think really establishing, for me, I think the biggest stress is I forget about this family gathering that I'm going to. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have five people I need to buy last minute gifts for. (laughs) So I think establishing like, who are you exchanging gifts with each year and and getting that set? And maybe, I mean, I think we all are, I'm definitely at that point in my life where I have really everything that I, I need. And maybe we don't need to buy presents for everyone. Maybe you just exchange gifts with a certain few people or just you just buy gifts for the kids. Or if you really want to have gifts, maybe you do a gift exchange where everyone draws a name and then you have one person or, or making it fun with like that white elephant where everyone brings a funny gift. But, you know, paring it down because really do we do we really need more stuff in our life. I know I'm like, I feel like my house, I'm already exactly. can't find yeah. the things I already have. Well, it's interesting you say that my girls are young adults. And one of the ideas that they came up with the other day, that's absolutely perfect, is they came to me and they said, you know, instead of buying another gift for you that you probably don't need, how about if we help you with something, you know, like with uh, holiday decorating or, and I thought, Wow, that's a spectacular idea because, as we all know, a lot of the work is just decorating the house. So if somebody came over and gave that to you as a gift, wow, that's kind of cool. Absolutely. I mean, I think as women, we have this huge list of things that, you know, we take care of on a daily basis. And then we have add the holidays to that. And we're just totally feeling overwhelmed. So having somebody being able to help out is is tremendous. I, you know, or do you really, you know, only doing the decorations that you really love? Do you need to decorate every tree in your front yard with lights? <laughs> or could you hire somebody to do that if that's really something that you love but don't have time for? I think it's just really figuring out what your priorities are and what's really going to make you happy over the holidays instead of trying to do everything. Right. You know, one of the problems around the holidays for families is people set up traditions. And so then when you try to suggest a change in the tradition, eh, sometimes it doesn't go so well. But maybe it could be presented differently, like, well, how about if we try it this way this year? Absolutely. I mean, I I have a couple of friends who, you know, they have family members that have moved out of state or you know, maybe they used to have a huge family get-together and now no longer do. So it's just a few people, and they've decided even, like, hey, we're going to go and have dinner out. And that works great for them. Or they get their side, they get a bunch of sides from 
um, you know, from either a restaurant or there's a lot of places that do something that offer something like that. So you're not making 10 dishes, but, you know, having that conversation, I think is the first step towards figuring it out. You know, no, you don't have to make homemade raviolis for four people if that's going to take three days for you guys for everyone to do. Sure. You know, the other thing that can kind of wear people down is attending all of the different activities, parties, events that you're invited to. So it would seem to me that it would be smart to kind of take a look at what you are invited to and decide whether or not you really need to be there. Are you feeling the same way this year? Absolutely. And I don't know about you, Ann, but just coming out of COVID, we're like, we, mm. I went from doing no social activities <laughs> to now like starting to ease back into it. This right. holiday season just seems like, holy smokes, you could have a totally jam-packed schedule. And then on top of that, you have to get ready for, you know, celebrations at your house. I think it's important for us to really think about what we say yes to, right? It's so easy to be like, sure, yes, but it's so hard to say no. But I think we need to like get comfortable with that word and being like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I just can't. And letting, letting it end there. And you know, maybe choosing to do something together at a time outside of the holidays, like, oh, we're just so incredibly busy. Why don't we plan on getting together after the holidays when it's not so crazy? And, you know, COVID may have helped that along. Some people may already be there on this advice. The other thing that happens during the holidays is people have a tendency not to exercise as much and kind of go off the diet. As a medical professional, Dr. Boudreaux, what kind of advice do you have for people with regard to kind of keeping things under control, being moderate around the holidays? Oh, gosh. It's so it's so tricky because there's so much temptation. But I think if we think of trying keeping it as simple as possible in, you know, not having it be, oh, you can't have all the things that you really enjoy for Christmas, but maybe saying, planning ahead and saying, okay, I know there's going to be this family dinner or this party and I'm going to be having more and planning around that. So we're really sticking to whatever our plan is before that. Exercise, I think I had a friend who was incredibly busy and I was, she was always so amazing. I mean, she was in this amazing shape. And I'm like, how do you do it, Monique? And she's like, you know, I'm like, aren't you just exhausted after you get home? And she's like, you know, I'd be tired whether I exercised or if I didn't exercise. Mm. So I might as well go do something good for my body and exercise. And I thought that was such a unique way of thinking about taking care of ourselves. Like, hey, I'd be tired whether or not I did that. So I might as well go and do something because I know I'm going to feel good afterwards. And maybe the other thing is, we've talked about this a lot on the show in the past, is scheduling time for exercise, like making an appointment and saying, you know, looking at your calendar and saying, oh, I'm not available for this hour because I've already scheduled exercise as an appointment. Absolutely. If you're anything like me, Anne, you have like this you write down these big lists for yourself. Yes. And then, you know, I mean, it's always way more than I'm going to get done. So for one thing for me, I'm like, do I really need to do all of the things that are on my list or are they things that would be nice to do? The other thing is making sure we're putting ourselves on in at least the top three to five. 
you know, and putting that on the schedule. You are, that's so smart because otherwise you get to the end of the day, it's 9.30 p.m. And who wants to get on their Peloton or, or do a workout? It's just not, it no longer seems like a feasible uh, idea. Exactly. You know, the other thing is with regard to going to holiday parties, we could probably take the first step in eating better by bringing a healthy hors d'oeuvre, you know, something fun but healthy. Oh, I exactly. There's so many amazing foods, but they're all really rich and bringing something. Yes, being that person that brings something that's delicious but is healthy. And, you know, I think that is always a welcome addition to any party. So, yeah, offering to bring that. Like, hey, even if it's sometimes I'm like, I don't have much time, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up a vegetable tray or a fruit tray. And I love it. The fruit's all cut up and it's delicious. And, you know, that's something that's easy and doable. So that's a great idea, Anne. Dr. Boudrys, let's take a quick break. And coming up in the next segment, let's talk a little bit about the impact of stress and the holidays on your patients, on infertility. We will be back right after these messages. You are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. I'm Ann Thomas. I am here with my co-host, Dr. Nicole Boudreaux. And Dr. Boudreaux, I love what you're talking about today with regard to just making the holidays simple, giving ourselves permission, as you say, not to be perfect. And I think the reason this is on your radar is because you deal with stress and worry about the holidays right in the work you do at the Michigan Center. So talk to us a little bit about the impact of stress on your patients and infertility. And that's a great point. Our patients, even before a patient walks in the door, they're stressed out. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really interesting when we look at patients who are going through treatment and when patients you know, there was a, a really insightful article where they talked about patients who decided to stop treatment for fertility. And I thought, oh, well, it's going to be the money, it's going to be the time. But most patients stopped treatment because of the emotional drain and the emotional stress that they were going through, not for other reasons. So clearly, this is huge. And I think a lot of patients don't even seek treatment because just the thought of it is so stressful. How can you help a patient deal with this and keep them in the process? Because as you know, as we all know, ending up having infertility treatment work and ending up with a baby, you know, the dream of a lifetime is a wonderful thing. Well, I think it's, there's, no, there's no one size fits all when mm. it comes to stress reduction. So I'm a talker. I like to talk to people about what's going on in my life. So Support groups can be a great way of talking to other people who are going through a similar circumstance. So I remember, um, just to share a little bit, I had problems with fertility myself, and I remember that I just felt so isolated, and I got really depressed during that time. It would have been so nice to have someone who said, hey, I know exactly what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that might be an in-person group. For some people, it might be a Facebook group or it could be a counselor. But I think 
figuring out if that would be a good option for you is some type of counseling and talk therapy would be one. I mean, I, I know a lot of people even have life coaches who aren't going through fertility or counseling, and it helps a lot. So, Absolutely. Now, how does stress actually affect the body? What does it do? Oh, my goodness. Well, we know that high stress increases cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and that that can affect a lot of the ways that people, that our body works. Certainly, when we're looking at patients with infertility, we can see that there is a correlation between amount of stress and the length of time it takes to get pregnant. Now, I... I think there's a lot of well-meaning people that are going to say, oh, well, gosh, well, you know, they just need to take a vacation or they need to relax. Okay, that's never a helpful, um, <laughs> I've, I've said it myself too, and then I'm like reading literature and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I think I've said that to someone before. Um, so those are not the type of things that are helpful as people who are supporting someone with fertility. But I, when we're looking at the effect of stress, certainly anything that we can do to decrease stress can be helpful. And I think it just helps people get through. It's like a marathon. Infertility is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so everything that we can do to be like, hey, you got it. You know, you're through that first part. You're Keep going. Those types of things can be helpful. Um, one of the things that you had asked about was, does it affect the ability to conceive? So it does seem like there's a delay in the time to getting pregnant with increased stress levels. But as far as patients who are undergoing treatments, we don't tend to see a, there's no clear-cut answer. Some studies show that it may impact the uh, outcomes of treatment cycles. Some don't show a difference. So I think that's still some work that needs to be uh, eva- work- looked into. And you've got people on staff that actually work with your patients with regard to stress. You've got counselors there. You've got people who help with exercise and eating. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. We have an amazing wellness center. So with uh, our in harmony services. We have Claire. She is an amazing counselor, and I have so many patients that come to me and say, "Yeah, it really, really helped to talk to Claire." We also have things that I know. Sometimes when I'm stressed out, I don't even realize how much stress is in my in my I'm carrying in my body, and then I go and get a massage, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I just feel like a weight was lifted." We have an amazing massage therapist. We have acupuncture, which Initially, I'm thinking, how in the world can having needles like placed in your body be relaxing? But I mean, I like fell asleep. They had to wake me up afterwards. I felt so good and so rejuvenated. Um, We also have nutritionists who can help out. And there's we have yoga. So there's all kinds of amazing things. So whatever, you know, and again, it's not one size fits all. So finding what it is that makes you feel good and doing it and treating yourself and putting yourself on that list for things that's important to take care of that every day. If we've got somebody in the audience who may need infertility help, but they are hesitant, they are stressed out, they're worried, they don't know if this is the right thing for them to start this journey, what would you say to them to get them to at least come and talk to you, Dr. Boudry's? Well, I think for I think getting information about what's going on is the first step. What patients decide to do with that information. So 
finding out, hey, what's going on? So many times I see patients and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to be, this is clearly what's not happening and what we need to get to happen. And it's pretty easy to fix Mm. and we can move forward. We are, I, I, I am never, my goal is to get patients the information they need to make the best decisions for them. Sure. So, you know, going through and figuring out what isn't working and what we can do, at least they know what their options are. And then if they decide, hey, that's just not for me, that's that's totally up to them. But I feel like so many patients are like, I feel so much better now that I've talked to you. And it isn't this big, scary thing that is wrong with me. It's really just kind of tweaking a few things. Yeah, that's a good point, because you really, you don't know until you try, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we have a lot of tests. We work on a whole body mentality. So we assess nutrition. We assess all the all their hormones. We assess lifestyle things. So all of those things. And I have, I have a ton of patients that without doing anything else, just with modifying a few uh, you know, a few supplements here and there and when to check, when to have intercourse and things like that. They're coming in and they're pregnant before they, they even are ready for treatment. So, you know, I, I don't want patients to be afraid that this is going to be, you know, they're going to need some very expensive, very uh, intense treatment. A lot of times it's just a lot of, it's just little tweaks. That's really good to know. You know, in the first segment, we talked about the holidays and trying to make things more simple. The holidays, even though they're supposed to be happy and jolly and fun, they can be really tough on your patients that are trying to get pregnant. Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, I think when I talk with patients and just having been a patient, the questions of, oh, well, when are you going to have a a baby, Uh, especially if you've been struggling with this, it can be devastating or you have a family member that is not trying and is pregnant with baby number five and that feeling of like, why not me? That can be, I think those are things that make you, made me just want to like tuck myself away and not even interact with people. I think some of it is how willing are we to open up and let people know what we're going through because people are well-meaning and we've all we probably all have made a comment that we didn't realize might have touched a, a sore spot in, in what's going on in someone's life. Yes, so I think right. letting people know, but also getting the support you need. I mean, sometimes in the support groups, it's just nice to vent and be like, can you believe, you know, what do you say? <laughs> or having yeah. someone else to be like, yes, I can't believe that, you know, that was so difficult. So those are some things I think we can do to help get us through those tough conversations. And what are some things that family members can do during the holidays if they know that they have somebody in the family who's struggling or maybe even lost a child in the past couple of months? Well, I think one of the things is to just be supportive and say, you know, whatever you need, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, Whatever you need, we are here for you. I think we have these well-meaning, we want to fix it and help patients, and it doesn't necessarily always feel great being on the receiving end of that. So trying not to 
use those statements like, oh, well, maybe if you went on vacation, it would just happen naturally, or if you relaxed more, or you just need more time. Those types of things typically are not helpful when you are, um, you know, for family members or friends who are going through it. So really just almost like what would you do if your best friend was diagnosed with a disease or cancer? You'd be like, what can we do? Can, you know, do you want to, let's go have a coffee. Let's go talk. Do you want to take a walk? What can, what can I do? Because we don't know. And you know, it's interesting. People may not realize this, but a large number of people do struggle with regard to getting pregnant, right? Oh, one in seven couples yeah, will struggle with fertility. And it is, you know, probably if we looked around, you know, two or three out of the people that are sitting around us right now have had experience with fertility issues. So it is super common. And I want everyone to realize they're not alone, that there are, you know, you've got a tribe of women behind you who are like, yes, I have been there and you too can get through this. You know, one of the things you said is when you were struggling with infertility, you kind of wanted to tuck yourself away and tuck in. What is your advice for women during the holidays who are struggling? Do you want them to do that or do you want them to get out or do you want them to do what they feel? Like, what's the best way to approach this? You know, I, I think everyone's situation is different. I want, I don't think that people should force themselves to do things they're not comfortable with. But I do know that in times when I've felt really, um, I don't know, I haven't felt like quite as upbeat or it was feeling more depressed about something sure. that going out and seeing people and realizing there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there that really care about me and love me and that knowing that I'm among people who are a, a warm family of friends can be helpful. Very important advice. Dr. Nicole Boudries, coming up next on WJR's Healthy Woman Show, we are going to talk about something else that makes us feel good, and it's going to be all about gleaners and giving back to the community. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. I'm Ann Thomas, and we now welcome Kristen Sokol, the Senior Director of Advancement Communications and Marketing for Gleaners to the show. Kristen, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Kristen, start out and just give our listeners a brief history of Gleaners. Well, Gleaners is proud to be one of the first food banks in the United States. Uh, our, our organization was co-founded by Jean Gagne in 1977 to collect and store surplus food that was found in large quantities to some nearby agencies in the community. Uh, but since then, we uh, we have grown to provide food to more than 600 community partners. And our headquarters is still in Detroit, as it was in 1977. And we serve five southeast Michigan counties, Wayne, Oakland, Macomb, Livingston, and Monroe. And uh, we continue to be a vital link between that available, nutritious food and our neighbors in the community who need it most. Uh, and we are very proud that in 2019, Feeding America, which is a network of more than 200 food banks across the country, voted us Food Bank of the Year. Wow, that's awesome. Now, Kristen, what's the process? How does this work? 
so over the years, we have developed efficient and re- reliable ways of handling a tremendous mm-hmm. volume of food um, donated and that we purchase um, through outstanding relationships that we have with local farmers, with grocers, retailers, gardens, what have you. Um, and this is the way that we can ensure that we have a healthy uh, uh, variety of nutritious food for the community. So in general, we provide food to those 600 community partners, which would include schools, soup kitchens, food pantries. And we are sort of the central hub of access for food for them. And then they distribute to our hungry neighbors. However, over the years, we also have uh, have done some direct service um, distributions, which include our community mobiles and those require no appointment they're throughout the community and our school food mobiles because schools serve serve as hubs of the community and provide great access points for families in need. How many people are actually involved in this entire process, Kristen Sokol from Gleaners? Uh, We have approximately 100 employees, but we couldn't do all of this work without the significant help of our volunteers who provide thousands of work hours for us every year whether they're out in the field helping us distribute food or helping us accept uh, donations when we have our our radiothons and telethons. Uh, We really couldn't do it without the support of the entire community. Talk a little bit about the needs of this community. What have you seen over the years? Has the need gotten greater? Uh, Well, certainly uh, need was very high during the pandemic. I think we all saw those lines on TV of of folks who had significant need, many who had never uh, experienced that before. Mm -hmm. And we had seen that stabilizing until we had inflation really hit our community. So when groceries, gas and housing all converged into this sort of budget busting experience where Households that had been surviving just found themselves in a situation where they couldn't make ends meet anymore. And we have seen since last spring uh, need go back up again, and it's been creeping up, creeping up. And inflation has been really tough on these households. Mm -hmm. I mean, many of the people we see are working, but their jobs were, again, just enough to make ends meet. And once those prices went so high, now they couldn't make their budgets. So we're seeing families move in together to pool their resources. We're hearing from parents who have to go without so that their kids can have more. And we're hearing from seniors who are really worried about managing their medicine, their food, and their living expenses because they're on fixed incomes. And so even though they're, uh, they're, they're looking at an increase, it's not an increase that's going to put them over and above. It's just going to maybe help them break even. Mm. It's interesting how many people are just on the edge, and some type yeah. of an event kind of puts them over, Kristen. It is, and it could be anyone. You know, one one moment you and your family are, are floating and you can make it happen, mm-hmm. and the next moment tragedy strikes. Some of those things that are even outside of your control, whether it's inflation like we have now, whether it's a a pandemic that happens to the entire world, whether it's a health crisis that you yourself are experiencing and that's just a big surprise. All of those things can have tremendous effects on households. Now, what about right around the holidays? What are the needs of the community as we enter into Thanksgiving and then Christmas pretty close close after that? 
Yeah, the holidays have always traditionally been a time of stress Mm. for our hungry neighbors. Because even if through the rest of the year they're making their expenses happen, during the holidays there's more to do. It's starting to get cold again, and especially for us this year, those food costs are still incredibly high. So we are expecting volumes to continue to increase, um, and we know that families are in desperate need of things like fresh milk, uh, fresh produce, which is expensive at the grocery store, and proteins, which are incredibly important both for kids and for seniors. Now, WJR has a wonderful program. They partner with Tom Chelani and a group of fantastic sponsors to put together Hunger Free in the D. And Hunger Free in the D benefits gleaners. So talk to us a little bit about this program. It's coming up. Paul W. will be broadcasting live, doing a radiothon on Hunger Free in the D on November 21st. But talk to us a little bit about this incredible program and how it helps gleaners, Kristen Sokol. We are so grateful to the Chelani Family Foundation because in this partnership for Hunger Free and the D, they're matching gifts made by donors during the campaign timeframe and throughout the radiothon. So what that means to anyone listening is that normally $1 would be able to provide three meals through our purchasing power and efficiencies. But because of the Chelani Family Foundation matching gifts, every $1 equals six meals. So this is an incredible time for donors to double their impact for families, for seniors, for kids. Um, I mean, in Wayne County, we know that one in three children are at risk of hunger. And if there are two words that should never go together, it's child and hunger, um, and particularly at the holidays. So again, we're incredibly grateful for this opportunity. Anyone can go to hungerfreeinthed.com to participate even now. And those donations will benefit not only cleaners, but the Capuchin Soup Kitchen, who's doing incredible work in the city as well. And, you know, what some people may not realize is when the kids are are out of school, either during the holidays or in the summertime, that's when they really struggle with not getting enough food. I mean, Gleaner steps up and is very involved in making sure that children in our community are fed all year round. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, when kids are out on break, as you noted, in Mm -hmm. uh, summer and especially for the holidays, they miss out on possibly two of their three meals every day because schools are a wonderful way for kids to get breakfast and lunch. Um, And when they're not in school, they don't have access to those meals. So it's important to gleaners to make sure that we give families the resources so they have those groceries in their house. Um, including fresh, nutritious produce and especially that fresh fluid milk uh, to make sure that kids get the nutrients they need while they're out of school. So while for most of us uh, in the child age group who who see a break coming up and are really excited about gifts and holiday season activities, there are some kids who are really worried about how they're going to eat, and we want to make sure that we take that worry off the table for them and their families because everyone deserves to have a holiday to remember. Now, if we have people listening right now in our audience who need help, what's the best way for them to get the help they need? Yeah, there are two great ways for anyone who needs some help to get help. 
And one of those is to call 211. Um, it will, it, by calling that number, you'll be connected to a food distribution in your area near where you live. Or if you have access to the internet and you want to look for yourself, you can go to pantrynet.org. And that provides a list of all of Gleaner's upcoming food distribution sites, including through our partners and our own mobiles. And the thing that I would reinforce is that we know so many households wait too long mm-hmm. to come and see us. They want to, you know, struggle through it or bear through it, or there's pride that's preventing them from coming out to help. And we're urging families, don't wait until the stress is so overwhelming for you and your family. Come to one of our distributions, Go call 211, go to pantrynet.org and get those resources you need to make sure you're taken care of. And how can we help you at Gleaners? What can we do for you? Uh, well, we are always looking for donations because that helps us purchase the food we need. It helps us with our operations. It makes sure that all of that healthy and nutritious food gets out to the community. So that is a key way to help us. And if you don't have money to provide, uh, we always, always need volunteers. So whether it's your uh, your treasure or your time, uh, we're looking for both to make sure we can manage the holiday season in year round. And what's the best way to contact Gleaners, Kristen? I would go to our website. That's www.gcfb.org. And that'll give you all of the ways that you can help, whether it's to donate, whether it's to volunteer, or if you're interested in organizing a food drive, there's information for that as well. Kristen Sokol, Senior Director of Advancement Communications and Marketing for Gleaners. Thank you so much for the time today. It was really great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It is a true pleasure. You've been listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. On behalf of Dr. Nicole Boudreaux, I'm Ann Thomas. We hope you have a great night. The Healthy Woman Show with Ann Thomas and Dr. Carol Kowalczyk has been presented by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health.